millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 1st of March. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk TV. Coming up, leaked messages reveal the ex-health secretary, Matt Hancock, ignored the chief medical officer's call to test all residents going into English care homes for COVID at the start of the pandemic in 2020. What a surprise. Government ministers ignoring advice of scientists. Hmm. Meanwhile, more than 200 officers are continuing the search for the baby of Constance Martin and Mark Gordon, who spent more than 50 days on the run with fears the newborn may already have died. And Rishi Sunak has warned the leaders of the DUP he will press ahead with his new Northern Ireland Brexit deal, even if they reject it. He has said that deal is non-negotiable. The time right now is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. An awful lot to talk about this morning. Yeah, ongoing rumblings of the Brexit deal. Uh, but a Will will the DUP, will the European Research Group of Tory MPs accept it? Boris Johnson still hasn't spoken publicly about it. Uh, and also, of course, we've got the sentencing of the rapist, Isla Bryson. Uh, we've also got this police 
hunt for a missing baby. Uh, both the parents who've been on the run for the 50 odd days uh, now are being held on suspicion of neglect and manslaughter. Big concerns about that story. Oh, a small matter of a uh, Aaron Banks, who led the Leave.eu campaign along with Nigel Farage, um, as one is a libel case I mean, with Cal- against Carol Cadwallader about Russian collusion in the Brexit campaign. So, so much uh, to talk about. Uh, and lots of guests uh, with joining us on the show. But I have to say the story that jumps out at me this morning um, is what is on the front page and indeed many pages inside of the Daily Telegraph today. They have got their hands on a load of Matt Hancock's WhatsApp messages. How do they get them? Well, they got them uh, through Isabel Oakshot, of course, the regular here, uh, the presenter on Talk TV. Um, she worked on Matt Hancock's book, The COVID Pandemic uh, Diaries. Um, uh, she has, it would appear, breached a non-disclosure agreement, having seen those messages, uh, to give those files, I assume, for a public interest defence to the Daily Telegraph on the basis that we're going to spend years and years of the COVID inquiry to get to, if we ever do, uh, the truth about what really happened in terms of decision making that led to us losing our vital liberties and indeed uh, uh, no, no, really pretty much no lives long term being lost and probably many more costs, certainly of younger people who've been affected by lockdown. And uh, she has revealed in the first cache of those uh, WhatsApp messages that Matt Hancock uh, rejected quite specific advice from the chief medical officer, uh, Chris Whitty to test all residents going into care homes, not just those coming from hospital. Uh, And uh, uh, this, unfortunately, uh, might have actually damaged uh, Matt Hancock's plan to get 100,000 tests a day from the general public. It didn't matter that people actually took the test, just they'd ordered the test. And that was the target he had set for himself. Um, Basically ignoring the science, ignoring the safety of care home residents, ignoring the actual scientific advice uh, to do something that just maybe looked better, hitting that target, which he only did on the day with tests that hadn't actually even been returned and probably many of them haven't even ever been returned uh, was more important to him. Um, We know 18,000 people died in care homes just in those first few months of 2020. In total, 40,000 died over two years. And part of that was because people were being sent into care homes who already had COVID. It's that simple. Deaths resulted as a result of this sort of attitude. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that with lots of top guests throughout the show. Joining me uh, to give first reaction to that is James Bealby, regular here, chief executive of the Federation of Wholesale Distributors. Um, I mean, you know, look, you don't normally get involved in nitty gritty <laughs> political stuff. And, you know, you weren't like an anti-lockdown campaign or a big Brexit campaign. Or you, I mean, you are, I mean, and I mean this in, with no disrespect, <laughs> I mean, Mr. Joe Public, aren't you just trying to go about running a business... Mr. Getting Average. on with it, no, but no, yeah. but Mr. Average is, is is who most of us are. Absolutely, Mr. nothing Mr. wrong with that. Exactly, yeah. Um, and and just getting on with ordinary life. You were imp- impacted by lockdown. Yeah. You were impacted by by COVID. You 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 know you were told to stay in your home. Your kid would be kids would have been off school. Yep. Um, not able to visit elderly relatives, family events, parties, holidays cancelled. When you see this story, what's been revealed by Matt yeah. Hancock's WhatsApp messages, what's your reaction? Well, it's, it's clear that they were making up major policy decisions on the hoof for political expediency. Rather... I'm sorry, I'm shocked. <laughs> Who I'm knew? shocked that government ministers would do that. <laughs> Who knew such a thing would what happen? A terrible thing to say. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the details yet. I haven't had a good chance to read the Telegraph story. There's a lot more to come over the And I'm sure days, there's yeah. more to come. I think if I was uh, Matt Hancock, I'd be very worried that I'd given all of my WhatsApps to somebody who's then thought, well, hang on a minute, um, the stuff that people need to know here. Yeah, there, there, there were some questions raised with Isabel about her working on Matt Hancock's diaries, I have to say, uh, by a certain number of us, anti-lockdown campaigners, um, and, um, 
and now now we can see that these things bearing fruit. Um, she will be as well. Oakshaw will be on uh, Piers Morgan's show tonight. That's going to be fun. Mr. Lockdown himself. <laughs> I wonder if this will change his mind. I mean, people like me have been pointing out from early on. I mean, I was never in favour of us going into lockdown sooner in 2020. I wanted to. I mean, I I was very happy to follow the scientific advice because Chris Whitty and uh, Patrick Balance, uh, the chief medical officer and the chief scientist, scientific advisor, they were following pre-pandemic planning, World Health Organization planning. And then sometime around mid-March, Dominic Cummings sees this uh, absurd COVID modelling uh, from Neil Ferguson at Imperial College. Everything is just blown up and yeah. they throw all existing planning out of the window. They threw it up, you know, in terms of whether you, you know, whether you lock down ordinary people as opposed to what you gave advice to people. Um, we later had that on masks or, or the travel restrictions. Yeah. There is closing schools. Um, if you go back to the press conferences up to mid-March with what we were being told, it was what we should have done. What, or everything we're going to learn from mm. a COVID inquiry will tell us that mm. if, if they did it honestly, I don't trust that it will be honest um, the, uh, and open, that everything we were doing up to mid-March was the right thing. Yeah. And then, and, and we should have followed the Swedish model, which they've done perfectly fine by, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lower death toll overall, excess deaths of all causes, because that's what matters. It's not just COVID deaths. Uh, then the other Scandinavian countries, this is something people don't realise, other Scandinavian countries did do worse than them. Um, but, I mean, you know, we, we, we learned all this. Now, the key thing is, is Isabel Lickshaw's written on the front page of the paper saying she does not trust that we are going to get the answers, we're going to get the truth, everything's going to be redacted, names re- removed, WhatsApp messages aren't subject to freedom of information requests, she yeah. wouldn't have got hold of these any other way, um, we'd wait years to see a report and it will be a whitewash anyway, yeah. and actually we need to know. Do you think it's important that we do know? Yeah, I think she's absolutely right to think that it will be a whitewash. Obviously, there's lots of people who want to hide lots of decisions which were made at pace. I mean, I do have some sympathy, not a huge amount, but some sympathy for the politicians who are having to deal with this situation, which is fairly unprecedented in our lifetime, certainly. And they were making decisions based on what they thought was the right thing to do, perhaps ignoring the advice from what we hear today. Well, this is it. I mean, again, they they, they were getting a lot of grief. There was a whole sort of demand, particularly from the media. And again, the media really, mainstream media, have a lot to answer for there, demanding... what more are you going to do? What are you going to lock down yeah. next? Why haven't you locked down schools? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Um, mm. and, and again, ignoring the, 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 the established planning, which we'd been based on, you know, long term pla- long term plans. They never had actually any detail on masks, which weren't brought in until the summer of 2020. Um, no. But again, that was a minor factor. But again, yeah. indicative of it's a visible we must do something. But the crucial thing here is looking at these messages between Hancock and his advice, his, his staff and, and ministers and the advisors. He was told you need to test all residents going to care homes, not just from hospitals. But he he was concerned how this would impact on his much publicised 100,000 tests a day target. That was when everyone was going, there aren't enough tests. And he basically hit that target by saying, look, send a load of tests out to people who aren't even going to return them. Because then we don't have, you know, as long as they've been sent out. It was tests in the market, not completed tests. It was a completely fake win that he was And and it it just reveals, you know, they ignored science. It was all about hitting targets. It was about appearances. It was about PR a lot of groupthink going on. Yeah. Um, government being done by WhatsApp as opposed to by scientific evidence-based cost-benefit analysis yeah. is my big worry. Yeah. Do you think that we should say, look, it's all in the past. It was three years ago. It was a horrible time. Let's all forget about it. Um, because I feel very strongly, viscerally, that, that, we, that politicians and the scientists need to have their comeuppance. I, I want to know, why did Whitty not say publicly my advice has been ignored yeah. 
um, why was that advice ignored and no one spoke up? Why, why was, yeah. was no one aware? I want to know that people have learnt their lessons and I need people who made those decisions to admit they were wrong. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to do it to us again. Well, politicians should be held to scrutiny and account. That's just a fact. So on that basis, yes, absolutely, go ahead with the full wide-ranging inquiry to the extent they're able to. But on the other hand, I do take the view that it's in the past. The caravan's moved on. We've got other problems that we're looking at now. Aren't most of those problems as a result the economy? Um, the healthcare yeah, of crisis, course it's had a knock-on um, effect. schools yeah. crisis, our skills crisis for years to come. Yeah, um, indeed. Virtually every problem we've got now, yeah, you can link back to. Yeah. To, yeah, to yeah. Lockdown. I think we need to ask questions and, and work out what we would do differently if it happened again. But equally, I think lots of people are saying, well, it was a horrendous time, 2020. But they want to forget it. Yeah, move on. See, so- every time I see a picture of someone in a mask from that period, yeah. I, I, it makes me so angry still. <laughs> and I still yeah. see lunatics with masks on now. I mean, it's just embarrassing. I mean, it just look like you just look like idiots. The Sorry. mask advice was all over the place. They were saying, oh, don't, don't wear masks. They don't make any difference. And well, then suddenly, if you didn't have a mask on, I'm telling you're you, a social pariah. Pretty much every single thing that was said before, before March, March, uh, mid March 2020, yeah. if you go back to those press conferences, what yeah. they said was correct and what's been proven to be correct ever yeah. since. I mean, that's the key thing. Well, I, I sat in meetings with the Secretary of State, George Eustace. We were talking about herd immunity. That was on. March the 13th, maybe? Yeah. And literally a week later, we're locked in our homes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so much to talk about. We'll be talking to top guests on this. Carol Sakura among them. Uh, we're also going to be talking up next about where we are on Brexit and that hunt for the missing baby of uh, Constance Martin and Mark Gordon. 6.43 is the time. This. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. 